Hello, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. My name is Braden Dollar coltman and I'm joined as always by my brother Jordan Dollar coltman It's been a few weeks since our last race in Imola. We're going to recap a wild race, some contention on the track, and a big win for Max Verstappen and the Red Bull team. And we've the, we have the Portuguese Grand Prix coming up this weekend. Jordan, how are you doing? And are you ready to talk F1? Totally. Always ready to talk F1. I'm excited. Uh, and yeah, uh, let's get going. Let's do it. Let's go! All right, our first topic this week. Um, we had a big race in Imola. There was, you know, what your prediction was that Max Verstappen was going to win. He did. Um, Lewis had uh, an interesting race. We, I mean, I, I definitely thought he was going to be the one that uh, was going to be right at the end uh, in the front there. It's so funny how, um, you know, look back at what, what happened to Sergio Perez in that last race of the year. Um, the minute that these guys end up kind of like falling out of the pack, they seem to be the ones competing for the pole. Um, and then we, and then we had, uh, and then we had some contention on the track with, uh, an accident that took place, George Russell, uh, coming in hot on the right side of, um, Valtteri Bottas knocked him up, knocked them both out of the race. What, what do you think of what happened there, Jordan? Yeah, that was certainly one of the storylines that became, sort of, you know, the, 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 one of the talking points after the race, we, we heard a lot from it just the media in general wanted to get into it because obviously George Russell being in the Mercedes driving program and sort of being the future probable, probable driver for Mercedes when either Lewis or Bottas leaves, um, that obviously people wanted to know what Toto thought people wanted to know what was going on. So, and even, I mean, even Toto's response after, I think kind of fueled that, but I think I think it was a lot to do about nothing, to be completely honest with you. It was a racing moment. It, we'd already seen throughout the course of the entire race, which was obviously very exciting because of the, the weather. It right. played a huge factor in how strategies had to change, but also just the driver's skill level had to uh, sort of be at a top form. They hit a little bit of that wet and they were really in trouble. That's kind of what I think happened there. Bottas just took a, a bit of an aggressive line and, and, and so did George. And we just had a racing incident where two guys came together and, uh, luckily, no one got hurt. It was obviously a bit more of a sort of a gut punch to Bottas, I think, than it was to Russell because he was ahead and had a bit more of a violent crash. Uh, and obviously, we saw the little sort of incident when Russell came out and kind of confronted him while he was still confronted Bottas while he was still in the cockpit. But, you know, I, I really think it was something people made a lot of uh, news about that probably in the big scheme of things, uh, everyone involved will forget about in the next couple weeks and it'll sort of just disappear until of course netflix brings it up next season but uh, but in truth i don't think it was as big a deal as everyone made it out to be i think it was racing well and george like he was he was having a great race this guy was probably going to get some points that was what was so devastating to me about what happened there is that you know you don't want to see anybody get into a collision but when the mercedes team is having you know a little bit of issue it's kind of fun to watch and so for you know for george russell who's just trying to go full tilt trying to get points it's uh, you know, it's difficult to see that happen. Um, the other thing, like it was wet on the track, uh, like you said, but at the beginning of the race, I don't know how anybody can see anything that's behind P1 or P2. It, like it's, it's gotta be different on the track. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting because it was very wet. And I think it was also difficult for the drivers because that part of the track was wet. There were sections of the track, you know, that weren't as wet as other sections. So you, you've got these tires that are 
you know, uh, the intermediate or the, or, or the, or the wets and, and, and they're designed for slightly different conditions. And when you have variations of conditions throughout the entire track, then your tires are going to give you certain performance in certain corners and certain performance in others. And I think that that really was what we saw. We, we, we saw some, some teams really struggle. Most teams, I think with the exception of only two drivers were all on the intermediates, which is, you know, meant for, um, you know, damp to wet conditions, but not heavy rain. We saw um, Pierre Gasly and the Alfa Tori team started him on the wets and he really struggled. He didn't have the pace. And eventually by the time he, they finally got him off those tires, his race was over. He just wasn't going to have the pace to get back up into, into a, a competitive position. I think that was probably frustrating, but yeah, it was a great example of the strategy that is involved in F1 where teams really have to make good decisions. And for an entire week, you know, they, they prepare the car, they tune the car, they practice on Friday, they qualify on Saturday. And then you get the one thing you didn't really plan on, which was, you know, intermittent rain, uh, mm. all of the team strategies from that. They would have been, you know, war gaming all week, go out the window an hour before race time. And you have to completely re plan your entire race. And I, and some teams do that really well. And we saw some teams struggle and that's fun. I think that's a great part of the sport. We got a good example of last, uh, last, last race. Yeah. And, and just jumping off of that, like having a, uh, having those stops, having those yellow flags, uh, again, there's another, there's another component where you just have to completely re-strategize. It's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. And, and, and to the strategy point, we also saw an interesting thing at the beginning of the race, both of the Aston Martin cars had brake issues on their warm up laps. And we had to see, we saw both of them have to have brake repairs done. They actually had to remove part of the braking mechanism and they were trying to do it on the grid, which they're allowed to do as long as the car uh, is running and that the uh, entire pit team has left the pit, the, the grid by five minutes prior to the start of the race. That didn't happen for, for Sebastian Vettel's car. They were able to get uh, Lance Stroll's car running and ready to go, but Vettel actually had to start the race from the the pit and that's the second race in a row now we've seen where a car has had to start in the pit because of some kind of mechanical issue so it also shows you that in these early weeks uh, the teams are still figuring out their machinery and obviously that aston martin car being you know uh one of the teams that really did 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 want to get off to a good start they're still sort of working out the kinks so like i said uh, fortunately the mercedes had a little bit of a troubling uh Troubling race, uh, not finishing one and two, as we usually see. Um, instead, we had Verstappen at the top. Uh, Lando Norris made podium. Yeah, he was three. He finished three, which was a great finish for him. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, obviously, you know, his teammate finished sixth. Um, and, and yeah, I think McLaren is just demonstrating again how uh, competitive they're going to be. I mean, that's what's really exciting about it. Uh, when, when the opportunities are there, they're going to jump up there. Norris was fourth. Um, at Imola and, and he finishes third. So he's getting better. And I think that McLaren machine with that new, that new Mercedes engine is there. That's a little rocket ship there. If they can get that thing in the right position in the right race, they could really, uh, they could really fight for, for the top of the podium this year, which would be exciting. For well, it, should, drivers. it should be, it should be exciting to see how, uh, you know, at least to have a little bit more competition at the top there, uh, pushing Mercedes and Red Bull. All right. That was Imola. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with, uh, a preview of the Portuguese Grand Prix. This episode of the Pit Stop Podcast is brought to you by Roma Pizza and Donaire. We all know that the best thing about Edmonton is the many Donaire options. 
And I know if you're like me, it can be overwhelming and stressful trying to hunt down the best. Well, my friends, we have found it and it's time you did too. Roma Pizza and Donaire in Westbrook Aspen Gardens is Edmonton's best kept secret. There's nothing quite like piping hot meat getting shaved and served with a generous ratio of sweet sauce. And look, I know someone out there is saying, yeah, no, that's not really my thing. Well, hold your horses, because there is more. Roma Pizza and Donaire not only serves Edmonton's best Donaire, but they also offer Roma pizzas, dinner platters, chicken wings, chicken fingers, chicken nuggets, chicken tawook, burgers, salads, subs, baklava, coconut cake, and with summer right around the snow-covered corner, they also have summer specials, deep-fried pickles and deep-fried Oreos. But hey, don't take my word for it. Sometimes tasting is believing. To order, call them at 780-944-9696. That's 780-944-9696. They're open every day except Sunday from 11 until 11 and open till midnight Friday and Saturday. You can also follow them on Instagram at Roma Pizza Donaire. All right, welcome back. Portuguese Grand Prix coming up this Sunday. Uh, we've got qualifiers on Saturday. Are we doing the new qualifying? Is that happening on Friday or, we, or is that taking place in a, a later race? We're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. That's taking place later in the season, but we did get it some is. information about how it would play out uh, this week. The F1 was started to release that information. It will be the sprint, which would be really exciting. I guess we'll talk more about that when we get to it, but no, this will be uh, traditional qualifying. Traditional qualifying. All right. So hopefully uh, the, the conditions are, are, are good and all the cars make it around the track safely and in one piece. You know, it's crazy when they get into accidents and qualifying because like that's millions of dollars. It's just going into, yeah, like, into nothing, you know, and then they've got Have you been you've been to Portugal, haven't you? I've been to Lisbon. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. Beautiful. Country. So this is in Porto now. I don't know where that is, but I'm sure it's just as beautiful as Lisbon. But, you, but see, you're the only one of the two of us who've been to Portugal. So maybe, hopefully in the future, we can go see an F1 race in Portugal. All right. Yes, Portugal. Sorry to interrupt. Portugal, what are your predictions? What's going to happen? What do you What do you, uh, What do do you? you want to happen? What do you don't want to happen? Well, I want it to be an exciting race, obviously. Yeah, I always want it to be an exciting race. And I, I think it will be. But the predictions made at the beginning of the year about how fast Red Bull are, were going to be is true. And I think we are setting ourselves up for week in and week out a head-to-head matchup for the driver's championship between Lewis and between Max. And that is exciting. The question is going to be, is anyone else going to get close enough to push them? Um, It would be really exciting if we could see another great race out of Lando Norris. Obviously Bottas is looking to bounce back after a a, a struggle uh, last, last race. Um, And I also think one thing we didn't mention in the previous segment, but that is important is how well, the red cars out there are doing the Ferraris are back in a competitive car. They finished really, really well. Both drivers doing well. And this race, I think is an opportunity. They're going to try to take another big step forward. And I think Charles Leclerc is going to do everything in his power to get on the podium. And that would be exciting because then we can start to talk about uh, the constructors championship and how much more competitive it will be this year. So this is another kind of like early race, lots to learn, but it's exciting. I mean, this is a fun course. It was very um, competitive last year. There was a lot going on on the, on the course. It's a, it's a, you know, it's just, it's a fun, fun course of six, 66 laps. Um, 
it's just I don't know. It, it, I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a lot of fun. It'll be fun. I'm I'm excited to see the Ferraris do uh, do well this season. They had a terrible season last year, and it's funny when you when you look into um, you know the relationship between the drivers and then the team itself. It just didn't seem like they clicked. They didn't seem to fit. And at some point, we need to talk about uh, sponsors in F1 because that is the majority of F1. But we do eventually need to talk about how hideous that green sponsor is on the Ferrari car. It's a, it's a, it's a red car. It's a fast red car and the green, it just takes it, it takes me out of it. Um, but for the race itself, I, I too want to see uh, Lando Norris continue to push uh, at the top. I think he's going to be uh, one of the best drivers in the future here. He's already showing that he's, that he, uh, that he deserves to be at the top. He's got this kind of loose, uh, fun young energy to him and I think that that's helping him drive yeah and similar to that I think George Russell's going to try to I think he he had a sniff of the points last uh, race and I think he's going to have a a bounce back race this uh this week yeah that well. Williams car I mean don't sleep on that Williams car it's not going to be chasing anybody down at the top of the uh, of the table that's not their expectation but for the mid the mid-table teams uh, they have taken a big step forward their new ownership their new their new plan and strategy i think they're they're beginning a rebuild that could really start to see results in the next year or two and and even maybe this season when they start getting definitely going to get some points more points i i would predict they get more points on on the whole in the season than they did last year and i think that will be a large <laughs> was zero last russell. year wasn't it yeah but the, they, they george russell is going to continue to push that vehicle george russell yeah and lando norris are the next great drivers coming you know they are the guys to watch and in a couple of years they could be competing for championships probably uh in the case of at least with russell a different constructor uh, i don't think he'll be competing for championships with williams he'll probably be doing it the silver arrow for mercedes but that being said he is that level of elite driver that even with this lesser car i think he is going to push it to the max and we could see the beginnings of something really special if he can do that week a huge disappointment but he's gonna learn from that and i think he'll be he'll be back this week with uh something to prove just like i said about perez so that's true all right well you got an opportunity to see russell norris ricardo verstappen the whole gang sunday at the algarve international circuit the portuguese grand prix jordan thank you as always and uh we'll talk to you soon thank you that was pit stop Pitstop podcast is presented by Hattrick Sports and is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. The show is produced by Jordan and Braden Dollar Coltman each week, but mainly Jordan. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening.